Ronnie, for changing it up. <laughs> we knew what was coming. We knew we were all going to be standing up front and taking communion, right? All right. I like that. I appreciate that. Well, I want us to open our Bibles once again to 1 Corinthians 12. We're going to jump back into our series on the gifts of the Spirit. This is week number 10, so if you're, this is your first time, there's a couple more before this, but uh, I know the Lord will say something to you here. We're going to look at the gift of prophecy for a second week, and so we've been through all the gifts, and we'll probably have just one more week. We'll wrap up next week uh, the gifts of the Spirit study. It's been a good time. So 1 Corinthians 12, let me read the whole passage again. And uh, Holy Spirit, we just invite you to open the Word of God. You speak to us even as, as we read it now. Now about spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that when you were pagans, somehow or other, you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. Therefore, I tell you that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus be cursed, and no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of workings, but the same God works all of them in all men. Now to each one, or to everyone, so that's me, you can say say, that's me. That's me. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given through the Spirit the message or the word of wisdom. To another the message or the word of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another faith by the same Spirit. To another gifts, plural, gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another miraculous powers. To another prophecy. To another distinguishing between spirits. To another speaking in different kinds of tongues. And to still another the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same Spirit. And He, remember the Holy Spirit's not an it, He's a He. We don't call Him it, we call Him He. He gives them to each one just as He determines. Now we finished up with the gift of prophecy. We did uh, the other ones. For those of you that's your first time, I know there's a couple of you here that were not here for the rest, so I want to catch you up real quick. just we, We went out of order a little bit and did the gift of prophecy last. Uh, just because I knew we might do a couple weeks on it, have a little more explanation. Uh, just another clarifying thing is remember the gift of tongues mentioned here is not your prayer language. The gift of tongues, this is different than your personal prayer language that God gives to anyone baptized in the Holy Spirit. It's willing to give, I believe, to everybody. Uh, but this is a specific where giving a tongue in a public place that is accompanied by an interpretation and brings a blessing or enlightenment or a revelation to the to the gathered church, whether that's two or three or more than two or three, God speaks. And so that's the great thing about the gifts is God moves. God's doing stuff. God's still alive. And part of the reason he wants to manifest the gifts is to show people, hey, I'm still here. I'm still around. I'm still moving. I'm still doing things. And they bring a blessing. It says they bring a common good. And so before I forget, if you don't have notes and you want notes, Mr. Shane will pass them out. So raise your hand if you didn't get a copy of the notes in the bulletin. Uh, 
It has the definitions on there for you and some scriptures might be helpful for this morning. Uh, so just wave at Shane if you didn't get one. So the gift of prophecy is what we're looking at. The first time we looked at uh, the gift, we kind of just went over the basics that the gift is for uh, encouraging, for strengthening and for comforting, for exhorting. Uh, that that's the purpose of New Testament prophecy. And our definition that we came up with this, the, the gift of prophecy is the supernatural ability given by the Holy Spirit to catch God's heart for a person or situation and communicate clearly what He is saying. All true prophecy will never contradict or be in opposition to any part of the written Word of God. And I love that definition because it's all about catching God's heart. If you have God's heart, you can speak God's Word. You know, if you bring God's message without God's heart, it's not really God's message. And God's heart without God's message is not really God's heart because God always has something to say. So both together bring the Word of the Lord. Now we need that. We need the Word of the Lord in our lives. And so when he enlightens something in, in the written word, that's the word of the Lord. When he brings something up that he's saying right now that lines up with this, always lines up, that's the word of the Lord. And so we talked a little bit about that last time. So it's been several weeks ago, so you may have forgot. But uh, in 1 Corinthians 14, 1 through 3, it says this, Follow the way of love and eagerly desire spiritual gifts, especially the gift of prophecy. So in other words, we're supposed to seek after this. You're supposed to desire the gift of prophecy. If you don't, the Bible commands you to. It says you should do this. I'm sorry if that's what Paul said. For anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. Indeed, no one understands him. He utters mysteries with his spirit. But everyone who prophesies speaks to men or women for their strengthening, encouragement, and comfort. So when we, when we prophesy, when we bring something from God, it brings strength. It encourages people. It, it spurs people on. It pushes people forward. It, it, it's, it's the goal is to get people moving towards Jesus and towards His destiny. And part, we get to be a part of that. It's an awesome privilege that, I, that God says, hey, you get to be a part of someone else moving towards me. You get to be a part of someone else growing. You get to be a part of someone else being built up. Because that's literally what it means to be encouraged there, to be built up, to be strengthened there, is to be built up. We live in a world where we're torn down. And I know I preached this before, but it's, it's good, so I'm preaching it again. We live in a world where we're torn down all week. We're torn down every day. We're facing things every day. And so... When I'm a part of the body of Christ, I need to be built up. That's part of our goal is for one another. We build one another up. We should build ourselves up in the Lord, strengthen ourselves in the Lord. It says David strengthened himself in the Lord. But sometimes we need help. I need help. And I need one another. I need you, you all to be encouraging me. And I need to be encouraging you. And so we are one another. We're built up. So then when things are coming at us that we tear down, hey, I'm built up. I've got protection. So that was the first, that was the first, we'll just say that's a summary the first time. So today I want, I want to talk about a couple different things in relation to the gift of prophecy. 
And remember, the gift of prophecy could be in a big meeting like this. At both Ashley and Katie gave a prophetic word today. That was, that was the gift of prophecy in action. Isn't that awesome that somebody demonstrated it for you today? That's cool. Hey, it happens like that, but it also happens one-on-one. Sometimes it's for someone personally where God says, hey, this is for this person. You know, it's interesting how God, God works. Sometimes God will give it to you when you're not with the person. And sometimes he'll give it to you only when you see him. You'll see him and just something will drop into your heart. And so he does it many different ways. There, there's no formula. But be open. I encourage you to be open. I'm learning to be open. You know, I've, I've found just recently several times when I've been open, like I get something from God. I'm like, uh-oh, hello. Then I've got to share it. Then I step across the chicken line. <laughs> As Katie said, there's always a chicken line. Whenever, God, whenever, uh, whenever you have to do something for the Lord, there's always just this chicken line. It's invisible, but it seems really powerful, doesn't it? You know, it's, it's like really strong and somehow resists you. And, you know, you, but step over that baby. <laughs> Let's step over that baby. We, we don't have to be chickens, you know. We're eagles. <laughs> We rise up like eagles, okay? Strength will rise as we, as we step out. So we have to take a risk. And so what happens, though, is, man, we want to develop a culture where that's normal. It's normal to build one another up. It's normal for me to have a word for the Lord for you. And like we talked about last time, it should be, not, it should be confirming and affirming of what God is already doing in your life. It shouldn't, like, come out of nowhere and go, well, that's really weird. No, God doesn't do that. Now, sometimes he needs to get our attention of something we haven't thought of. But it's going gonna, it's gonna to be confirmed in our heart by the Holy Spirit. Because who has the Holy Spirit? If you're a believer in Jesus, where does He live? In all of us. He is inside. I have the presence, the, you know, the very person of God dwells within us, within me. But when we develop a culture, then we, are not only encur- we should encourage one another anyway, whether God tells us something or not, right? That's a good thing. But sometimes... You know, there's a little bit of extra something. And God gives you that little bit of extra something and says, hey, share that. And you might think, we might think, oh, it's not that big of a deal. You don't know how big of a deal it is for that person. You know, I remember when, one time we went to a men's retreat. And I won't, I won't tell you who this is. And I won't tell you whether they're sitting in the room or not. Uh, but I went to a men's retreat. And as we were leaving, okay, we were, we were in the car. We were, we were packed in to get ready to go. A friend of mine, who's now a pastor, uh, he was, I don't know if he was pastoring at that time. He was a youth pastor. I mean, he's, he's now a senior pastor in Silver City, New Mexico. And his name's Tony. And the dude is strange, okay? He's just different, okay? He's one of those guys that's just different, okay? And you love him, though, because he's, he's different. And he's, you know, he, he always has a word for people. I mean, if I see him, he's going to give me a prophetic word. I mean, without a doubt, if I don't want a word from the Lord, then when I see him coming, I'm like, find somebody else to greet, okay? I mean, he just, he just, he's clued in. And it's always, I've never gotten a, something bad from him. It's always been good. It's always been encouraging. It's always been pushing me forward. And so as we're leaving, he knocks on the door and says, hey, John, you know, good to see you. And he looks back at somebody in the car. I believe I was driving, although I don't remember for sure. I might have been on the passenger side. And he says, hey, I, I got a word for you back there. And so he gives a word to a gentleman that was with us. And here's something that God told me later. He said, I've never had anybody give me a word personally like that. And I've always wanted it. 
You know, we don't we don't know what people need. Don't make the judgment that, oh, it, well, that's not, it's not going to be that big of a deal to them if I share this. This is so simple. This might not mean much at all. You don't know that. If the Spirit drops it in your heart, it means something. It's something special. And so as we develop a culture, that becomes normal. Then it becomes normal. And how does that happen? First of all, it has to happen. We've got to have intimacy with God. If I'm clued into God, I've got God's heart. The more I spend time with Him, the more I have His heart. The less time I spend with Him, the more I have of my heart and not His. <laughs> so we've got we to gotta stay close to God because it's all about His heart. And I've got to stay close to God because I've got to know what He's saying. What is God saying to me personally? And then I've got to differentiate. Hey, I've got to know that God's saying, hey, this is not for you. It's a good question to ask when God gives you something. Lord, is this for me? Or is this for somebody else? You know, like you get some, hey, that's for somebody else. Praise the Lord, I didn't like that one. You know, I, <laughs> you know it, it, it's catch his heart. And then when you have that normally happening, we're confirming and encouraging one another in the Lord all the time. And here's what this helps. This helps us be more selfless. You know, if I am focused on hearing from the Lord and building someone else up, I'm not so worried about, oh, I need this, I need this, God, this is not happening in my life, I need this. When I take the focus off me and I'm like, man, I want to be a blessing to someone else, and I, have, I am given something for Shane, then I'm thinking about Shane's well-being. And what have I forgotten? I've forgotten about all my, oh, poor me. And I'm being a blessing to Shane, and the Holy Spirit is using me. And you know what happens? When you are used by God, when God fills you, and you bless someone else, you're blessed. You're built up, you're strengthened, you start, you, maybe I'm not as poor me as I thought. You know, so you are in turn built up. You don't get built up necessarily by focusing on, oh, I need this, I need that, oh God, do this for me. Hey, God, what's your heart? God, what are you saying? What's your heart? And he says, hey, let's go bless Shane. Let's all bless Shane today, hey, amen? That's <laughs> so what happens when you get sit up front, you get blessed. <laughs> that just was free. That wasn't from God, okay? <laughs> that was just John. So, but it, and what does it do? That, that's one way we honor one another. When I'm being selfless and I'm looking to be a blessing to Shane or to Terry or whoever I'm around, then I am honoring that person because I am saying, you're valuable enough for me to hear God about you. You're valuable enough for me to care enough to catch God's heart and to express it to you and to share it with you. And what happens? Hey, we're honoring one another. We begin to see each other as we really are. You know what? It makes you look at people differently. You know, you look across the room. I don't, you know, we probably all think we're all great, right? Look across the room. I think you're all great. I think you're all, there's some amazing things in each and every one person. You may know some of us better than others. And we might look across. But if you look across the room, you say, yeah, I don't know about that person. <laughs> you know, whether that's your spouse or whoever. <laughs> whether you're looking at the pastor. But you know what takes that away? Catch God's heart for them. Catch God's heart. Because he's not going, oh, golly. <laughs> no. He's going, no, that's my son. That's my daughter. That's, my, that's, that's one of my children. Man, can, you, can you imagine? I mean, my heart for my, my children is pretty, pretty good, I think. <laughs> I don't want to say it's amazing, but man, God's heart is incredible. Can you imagine that? 
His, his heart for his children and for those that aren't his children yet who are wandered away. Man, God's got a big giant heart. He's got so much to share. He needs all of us to share it. That's what prophecy is. Sharing the heart of God with his words. And when it becomes normal, we just do it. You just, you just flow in it. And the other thing that has to happen for that to become normal is obedience. We have to step out and do it. We have to obey the prompting of the Lord. Lord, I don't like to talk to people. I don't like to talk to people either. Does everybody know that? <laughs> I'm not a good one-on-one guy. So if you feel like I'm not a good one-on-one guy, you're right. <laughs> I'm getting better, I think, maybe. My wife makes me talk to her all the time. <clears throat> I mean, I get to. I didn't, she didn't make me. I, I'm kind of being goofy this morning a little bit, but I'm, I'm trying to just say, hey, God, God's in a good mood, and He wants His heart spread around. And you know what? You get to be a part of it. That's what the gift of prophecy is. Remember the whole... It says the manifestation of the Spirit is given to everyone for the common good. So there's a blessing all around. And hey, here's what happens. Here's what happens. You get good at doing this with people you love and trust. Then God says, hey, guess what? I want you to do it with somebody you've never met before. That's the challenge, right? We get to know one another. We know what's going on. And sometimes I actually find it harder sometimes to give a word to someone I know real well because I don't know, is this just me because I know Shane and I know this is what he needs to hear right now or should hear or whatever. Uh, But if I don't know someone, it's all God. (laughs) And so sometimes you'll be out wherever you are. And God will drop something in your heart for somebody. You'll catch his heart for that person. Sometimes when that happens, hey, listen a little further. God might be saying something too. He might, he might just want you to pray for him. Whew. Thank you, Jesus, right? <laughs> oh, God, I pray for them right now. But then other times he's going to say, no, don't just pray. I want you to say this time. Not pray, I want you to say. I want you to say what I've told you. You know what? And if you've got God's heart, it's going to be good. And again, you don't have to... Don't make it all weird to say, man, I felt like this is what God was saying. I don't know if you know Him or not, but I, I feel like I do, and I want to share this with you. See what happens. Try it out. So here's some, here's some other quick general principles for prophecy. It says in uh, here that eagerly desire, follow the way of love and eagerly desire spiritual gifts, especially the gift of prophecy. You know, if we do it in love, it's not going to be about me. Verse 25 in 1 Corinthians 14 says this. It says, the secrets of the heart will be laid bare. This is when a prophecy comes. So that person will fall down and worship God, exclaiming God is really among you. You know, prophecy helps release worship for Jesus. You know, if I give a prophetic word to someone, it's going to draw them to worship God. It's going to draw them into a deeper place of saying, man, God, you are amazing. Timing. In 1 Corinthians 14, 29 through 33, it talks about, uh, you know, one person, this is talking about in a public meeting, but, you know, two or three prophets should speak and the others should weigh carefully what is said. In other words, we should judge what's being said. It's okay. If you're going to prophesy, you have to have someone be able to say, hey, that's, that's right on or that's not right on. If you're not okay with someone saying that's not right on, 
you're not ready to, to share the heart of God because we've got to make mistakes sometimes. Sometimes it's going to be just John. And here's the great thing. If you err on the side of being encouraging, uplifting, and building, if it's not God, it's just something that's encouraging, uplifting, and building someone up. And so that's still good. It's not bad. It's only when we get off track and we're into some strange condemning type thing or something that can get us in trouble. So the right word at the wrong time is still the wrong word. So sometimes I needed to go, hey God, is is it time? Is it time for this? God might give you something for someone and have you pray for them for six months before he says, now's the time to go share that with Bill. I've been working in his heart. I've been working on his life. I've been doing things. He wasn't in the right situation at the time, but now he's ready to hear this or he needs to hear this. And so timing is important. So you can write stuff down. It doesn't have to be always spur of the moment. And then prayer. You know, I already pretty much said that. Whenever you get a word, I think it's first of all always a call to pray. So God shows you something, especially if it's for a group of people or someone else, first pray. First begin to pray. Hey, God, I'm, I'm praying for this in this person's life. So here's some practical stuff. Here's some practical stuff. And this is taken from a great book on prophecy, which we may have some copies left. I'm not sure. I didn't look beforehand. It's called The Beginner's Guide to the Gift of Prophecy by Jack Deere. It's a great book. Uh, it's very practical. I encourage you, if you're really interested, to go deeper. You can. That's a good book to read. I'm sure you can find it on Kindle and all those other download devices. Um, but here's four tests. For personal and corporate prophecy. So when, when you re, this is really for you. Uh, it can be for you receiving something or for you giving something. Four tests are, number one, the Bible. <laughs> the first test is always the Bible. Does this contradict anything in the Bible? Does this sound like God? Does this sound like Scripture? Does this sound like something that lines up with what, you know, what God's heart is all about? What God, God's Word is about? That's the first thing right there. Number two is the character. So you've got the Bible is number one. The character is number two. What's the character of the voice? Is it harsh and condemning and hopeless? Or is it authoritative, convicting, and hope and faith-filling? Does it express the kindness of God in it? So the character. Number three is the fruit. What, 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 will, what does this produce? Does it produce the fruit of the Spirit or rejection and fear? Here's another good question on the fruit. What happens if I follow this? What if I just embrace this into my life? What happens if someone takes a hold of this? If I'm given it, what happens if that, you know, that person takes a hold of this? Is it, is it going to be good fruit? Is it going to be something good in their lives? Is it going to be like, man, that's going to be a blessing? Or is it going to be like, eh, I don't know. Does it cause someone to get closer to God or run from God? Now, here's the deal. Sometimes people do run from God when they're, when they're given something that's the right word at the right time with the heart of God. Again, that's not your job. Your job isn't to receive. Your job is to give. And so you give what you have. Like we talked about last time, you don't have to interpret it. You don't have to apply it even. That, you know, those are all parts that the Holy Spirit does. Sometimes He gives you just the revelation in other words, he shows you that. You don't know what it means to that person. You let them interpret it in their relationship with God. So the fruit, 
And number four, the content. Number one, is it something that goes against my natural mind? It might be from God then, huh? (laughs) You're like, oh, that doesn't sound right in my head. I'm not talking about not sounding right according to the Bible. I'm talking about, does this sound, you know, is this sound, oh man, that's not the way I would think about it. Well, that might be God because he said his thoughts are not our thoughts and his ways are not our ways. So it might be God. I still, I'll use this example again. And um, I believe, you know, sometimes people give prophetic words. They don't know they're giving prophetic words. But I remember in our council meeting, we were talking about that property across the street. And, you know, um, some of our congregation had brought the opportunity, hey, Family Promise is looking for places to build transitional housing. They want the property across the street. They want to buy it. I'm like, great, like, how much money? We can use this money for a remodel. We're about to get ready to do this remodel. Wait, a good chunk of several thousand, tens of thousands of dollars or whatever it would be worth uh, would be helpful in that. And so we start talking about it in the council meeting. And I'm not even sure who said it first, but I know one person who agreed with it for sure was there. And they're like, we should just give it to them. And at first, you know what I was like? Was like it was like, is it something that goes against my natural mind? Yes. <laughs> give it to them. It was almost like I hadn't even thought of it as a pastor. It was embarrassing. It was like, give it to them. But then it was like, you know, why would we do that? <laughs> we could get money for it. And so I still remember it. it was just out of blue and it just it was like, whoa. But it got my attention so much that I was like, I knew it was God. Not at, right at that moment. It took me a little bit of time. Let's pray about that council till next month. <laughs> but I, was, I knew it was God. I believe that's a, sometimes a prophetic word is just boom. It snaps you. You're like, whoa, I didn't think of that. And you know it's God, but look, you look, hey, that lines up with the Bible. God likes to give. Character of God, oh yeah. The kindness of God, oh yeah. Is it bearing fruit? Absolutely. Uh, Is it something that's going to, you know, point towards the supernatural work of God? Does it point towards the supernatural work of God? Is it going to have to be a God thing or is this just, you know, it doesn't matter if he's in it or not? A lot of times prophecy is calling something out that's beyond the natural. We're not believing for just what we can all do on our own ability. That's not going to be that great. But what can God do with His ability in us? And we're calling that out of our brothers and sisters and our future brothers and sisters if we just met them out in, out wherever as we operate in this gift. And so I, I encourage you you know, again, you don't have to like, you don't have to make it too robotic uh, to like go. Okay, hold on, I got John's notes with me. I got four things here. Uh, before I give this, you know, make sure you, you know, you don't have to do that. But you know, we can we can also give a disclaimer. I think it's very good. Give somebody the option to allow it to possibly not be God. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the old style. Not that it was bad, necessarily, but, but the old way was always, Thus saith the Lord. Bah, 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 bah. Now, what, now you're, kind of, you're kind of stuck there, right? Because then, if it's not God, 
The per, you either have to say, the person saying, hey, man, you're way off, or you have to say, I just, I just can't take that, God. But if we give someone an out and say, hey, I think this might be from the Lord. Why don't you see if, it, see if God says this is from me? Then we're all, kind of, we're all free to just let the Holy Spirit work. And then he's the one confirming, he's the one affirming, he's the one speaking, because it's his gift. These are the gifts of the Spirit. He wants to be a blessing through us to somebody else. So it, I think it's okay to just say, here, this, this is what I sense God is saying. And I've got to be okay with it if Shane says, man, I don't, I don't really know about that. Okay. You know, I've, got, I've gotten some where you just, I think uh, you've all heard this term, set it on the shelf. Anybody heard that term? If someone gives you something... And it might just be you, and you're not ready for it. But if whatever's going on, you're not ready to just say, yeah, that's God, I, want, I need that in my life, put it on the shelf. Put it on the shelf of your heart, and then you know what? You just say, okay, God, if you want to take that off the shelf, then bring it back up again. A lot of times, he'll, if he wants it off the shelf, and you're just not quite ready for it, he'll have somebody else come by, or there'll be another, there'll be just something that happens in... You know, you'll be out hearing a song and God will, you know, bring that up to you. Hey, remember that thing? And you're like, oh, I wasn't even thinking about that. And so, you know, put it on the shelf. And sometimes, you know what God does when you put it on the shelf? He's in charge of the shelf. Sometimes when stuff gets too rotten, he throws it off the shelf. He says, hey, this doesn't belong here. And then it's gone. You don't have to worry about it. God cleans out your fridge. Aren't you great? Isn't that great? I wish he'd clean out my actual fridge. Um, (laughs) You leave stuff in there that doesn't belong. It's, it's, it gets bad. And so God's going to take out the stuff. Again, we're empowering the Holy Spirit in our lives to be in charge. Because then He's the one that can bring it off the shelf. He's the one who'll say, no, we're going to set this back on the counter. You need to purchase this. You need to go all in on this. This is from me. And look, don't be afraid about messing up. If you've got... Most of us have... Most of us have the right heart. We're not trying, you know, I look around the room, every single person in here, if they gave you something, they're, I don't, they're not trying to harm you. They're, they're more scared than you are. They're just trying, oh God, they see, why did Pastor John preach that message? Now I'm like receiving things from God and I have to share them. <laughs> you know, I don't think anybody here is going to give something that intentionally harms. We might be off a little bit here or there, but hey, we're growing. And so we can give grace, too, to say, hey, you know what? Just because last time Shane came to me, I was like, ah, you know, Shane, I don't know what that means, but let me just pray about it, but it's, it's, it just doesn't mean anything to me right now. And you set it on the shelf. But next time, I don't want to just come with the mindset when Shane walks up to me again and says, hey, I got something from God. You're like, oh, gosh, Shane, it's Shane again. <laughs> you know, let's not write somebody off because... You know, just because last time something didn't, wasn't all there, hey, this time it might be the thing from heaven I've been waiting for that I need to hear right at that moment. And if I write it off, then I'm missing something from the King of Kings. So I think if we, have, if we operate with a lot of grace, you know, it allows a lot of freedom and I think allows the Holy Spirit to just, you know, cover over anything that gets messed up and He's in charge. And so we're trusting Him. Sound good? That's all I got today. Stand up. <laughs> Go for it. Go. Come on up.
You need the mic. Miss Dorothy says you need the mic. The second that you got that word, I think uh, we were we were I was sitting back there, and Kelly said, uh, "This gentleman up here, I think, needs prayer." And so we, Brother Job. So we, so I said, "Okay." So so we go up there, and I start praying for him. And I I, I don't know how to pray, so I'm praying in my prayer language. And Kelly, I said, "Well, come on, Kelly, go with me." So so Kelly Kelly came with me, and I and I, I start praying in my prayer language. I said, "Kelly." Pray, pray in your prayer language. What Kelly say? I don't have one. <laughs> I said, Kelly, yes, you do. I thought, I thought, oh my word! I said, Kelly, yes, you do. Get to praying in your prayer language, man. I need help here. <laughs> so what happened then? Started praying in something I didn't understand. <laughs> I've never done it before, so it's never. I said, Kelly, it's not. I said, Kelly. It's not loud enough. Your ears need to hear it louder. <laughs> and what happened? Got louder. And then we're singing, Lord, your breath in my lungs. We're singing, Lord, it's your breath in my lungs. And we kept singing that. Kelly kept getting louder. Wow. Louder. I'm like, Kelly! <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't because, praise God, I was so excited like, Oh, my word, and, and praise God. Brother Job, how are you doing? Praise God. Praise God. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. That's it. Praise the Lord. But I feel like it was the prophecy, like a lump of clay. Amen. Amen. A lump of clay moved. Well, I didn't see it. A lump of clay coming down me. But God. God. Awesome. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Awesome. Well, good. You know, Kelly, you can expect uh, God to... sounds like you might have just... And baptized in the Holy Spirit, and you didn't even know what was going on. So that might be the best way. That way you don't have to worry about thinking about it. Uh, I don't know. What happened? All right. God says, hey, you're full of me. So, Lord, fill us. Fill us. Thank you that you have filled us. Lord, let us be full tomorrow. Lord, let us be filled at 3 o'clock this afternoon. Let us be full on Tuesday afternoon at 6 p.m. Lord, we thank you for filling us. Holy Spirit, you have so much to give, Lord, that we cannot contain it. Lord, we ask for our containers to grow. Lord, I ask for our spirits to open up to you even more. Lord, thank you, Lord, for just being encouraged today. Lord, we want to have your heart. Lord, fill us with your heart. Lord, let us spend time with you so that we have your heart and that we can share your word. Whatever it is, it might be the written word, it might be a prophetic word that lines up with your written word. We just thank you. We just thank you. Holy Spirit, fill us and empower us this week. Help us see people like you do. Help us have your heart. Help us have your eyes. Help us, Lord, be your hands. Lord, let us be your mouthpiece. Lord, we thank you. We are the children of the King. We are the children of the King of Kings. And we thank you, Lord, that you have sent us on a mission. Lord, you want us to be whole and built up so we can go into a broken world and breathe life and speak life. It's, our, it's your breath in our lungs, Lord, and you give life. It's your breath in, in our lungs, Lord, and you give hope. You restore. You give love. You are love, Lord, and you release it through us. Thank you. Lord, we're, we're just excited about what you're going to do. We thank you for what you're already doing. Holy Spirit, you're welcome in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's give him some praise today, huh? Hallelujah. That was good. Hey, give somebody a hug, and uh, if you got something for him, go ahead and share it.